0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Tulsa League, your favorite locally based podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and this is the show where I go around and I talk to different local business leaders, community leaders, anyone that's out there doing their own thing or trying to make this little slice of Oklahoma even better than it already is. I highly advise that you go back and listen to some of the older episodes. There's a lot of great content there with some really awesome Awesome local Tolsons and surrounding areas, and and, and uh, they're doing a lot of cool things. So, but this time around, I spoke with Paradigm Gunworks. These guys that they customize precision rifles, basically. Um, and it is just the the amount of detail that goes into this is incredible, and I'm really excited for you to hear about it. But before I get started, I have to give a little bit of a disclaimer. I <laughs> I made one of the, I I don't know, one of the biggest rookie mistakes ever with this episode. And I got everything all plugged in, had all my equipment there. Somehow I ran all of the audio through my laptop's microphone. So (laughs) the quality of this episode, this interview is not the rich and wonderful standard that you lovely listeners have grown accustomed to. However, Uh, I don't want to reflect badly on them at all. What what they're doing is awesome. I just wanted to give a little bit of a heads up. Um, That is what's going on with the audio. So, (laughs) but it's still a really great interview. They're awesome guys. And I'm really glad I got a chance to talk to them. And uh, so, yeah, without further ado, enjoy. All right. So I am here with the co-founders and owners of Paradigm Gunworks LLC. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves?
1: I'm Shane Keeley. I am one of the owners of Paradigm Gunworks.
0: Quarterbox sale sale and
2: co-owner of Paradigm Gunworks.
1: All right, and how long have you been in this game? Been in this game for about a year. Uh, we officially got our ATF licensing back in July of last, last year. Okay, okay. And so what, I
0: mean, how did you get into this? You
1: guys are young guys, so you've obviously, you know, How
0: obviously... How, how is this something that you jumped into?
1: So I'm kind of the guy that got... Many people in, in Tulsa started on the uh, Precision Rifle Series game. Um, I started shooting the Precision Rifle Series when I got out of the military in 2014. I got out of the military in 2013 started shooting in 2014, basically. And then I dragged uh, Corey and several others into uh, shooting Precision Rifles. And in uh, 2015, we drove 36 hours to Detroit and back straight, nonstop, yeah. and picked up a lathe and... You know, the rest is kind of history.
0: All right. So what, all right. So walk me through a day-to-day
1: whenever you get to work. What is it that you do every day? Sure. We pretty much build and assemble custom precision rifles. Uh, we do a lot of pre-fit barrels, meaning uh, we don't need the customer's receiver in hand. Um, that starts with taking a barrel blank, throwing it in the lathe, and doing the necessary machining to make it fit. The receiver that's going to uh, but we also do full custom builds you know from from the ground up so you name it we do it when it comes to precision rifles okay
0: cool so well I mean what is the first customer for that kind of thing you know because I, I just kind of feel like where where's the first person that you just sell a custom-made gun to
2: oh well, basically all over the internet I mean Anybody that wants to shoot to a thousand yards or further or or hunting, even? Yeah. You get a lot of lightweight gun builds, and people get tired of missing deer or elk when they go on these really expensive trips, <laughs> and they want something a little bit more accurate, and precise, and light. Yeah. We've sold guns to pretty much
1: everybody. We have a build going on right now for a guy in Hawaii, uh, from oh, really? California to the Northeast, you name it. Uh, I'd say probably 85% of our business actually comes from outside of Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: And oh, so wow. It's
2: yeah. not cheap either.
0: What? Just because. Precision uh, rifles. So okay, okay.
2: You know, most people. They're
1: they looking for the, the rifle, best. They're going to pay. Entire, if you're coming to us to for die. a precision rifle, you're, you're looking for the best of the best. Yeah. You know, The best very, quality build. Very build tight tolerances,
2: very accurate.
1: So what is your marketing strategy for that?
0: Like how, how do you reach out to those people? So this year in
1: general, we, uh, we decided to give away about $15,000 worth of barrel work, uh, to regional matches, regional qualifiers for the Precision Rifle Series. I guess I should probably tell everybody what the Precision Rifle Series is. Yes. No, uh, the Precision Rifle Series is a national, um, series where there's matches hosted all throughout the United States. Uh, the best shooters in the nation for precision rifles to compete at mat- said matches uh, from a club level, which would be like uh, a state sort of level where guys from all over the state come and shoot a match. And then they have national events where uh, you'll have a hundred plus shooters typically uh, come and shoot and it's the best of the best kind of uh, professional, I guess would be a, a, another way to put it. Um, so most of our sales go two people shooting the Precision Rifle Series
0: okay alright so that's kind of your target market is the people who are doing competitions Correct. and yes. stuff like that yeah. so okay. we,
1: we decided this year to give away to help promote our business uh, $15,000 worth of barrel work to all these regional qualifiers for the finale of the Precision Rifle Series in some youth groups we also uh, gave away what f- let's see four barrel jobs total in the last two years to a youth match uh hosted here in Oklahoma. And then we are actually just got in touch with the OFAST people, which is the Oklahoma full, fully automatic uh shooting um event that's hosted uh out by Grand Lake. Uh coming up at the end of June. We're hosting the Aerial Sniper uh event that they have where you basically need to go up in a helicopter and, and shoot stuff with precision rifles. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's
0: funny. So basically you guys do what people see in movies and wish they could do—you guys yeah. do for fun, it's yeah, basically, much. Yeah. <laughs> or for a business. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we literally get
1: bored shooting at anything below like three hundred yards. Yeah. It's boring with our rifles. Yeah, what eight percent of targets are four
2: hundred to eight hundred, all yeah. to wow, all the way up to wow. fifteen
0: hundred. Yeah. Some serious pers- Okay, so so what is the process then to make a rifle that precise? It
1: really comes down to machining, quality machining. Um, okay. We spend a good 20 minutes to an hour indicating each and every barrel. And when I say indicating it, I mean we take an indicator and stick it inside the bore of uh, the barrel before anything else is done. And we indicate it to make sure it runs perfectly true with the spindle bore. We can get real technical here, but basically we're making sure it's perfectly concentric uh, in two spots to start the bullet off as straight as we can inside the barrel. Okay. Yeah, you don't want the bullet to... Go at an angle up.
2: You know, you want it to be center line of the bore, so it starts at the action and it goes to the barrel.
0: Is so there? The action, yeah. And I, I might, I might ask a super ignorant question right okay. here, but isn't there some sort of uh, kind of way in the in the design of the barrel where the where it kind of makes With the, the, the bullet go? Yeah, that's, that's okay. Called it's called rifling. Okay, okay. all right, that lands, cool. okay.
2: And that's what we indicate off of. So we make sure that we put that indicating rod in there, and that it is.
1: Um, how would how we put this in layman terms? It's round, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's we like you put something
2: on a drill and it wobbles. You yeah. don't, don't want that. You want it okay. perfectly. Gotcha. So it's not moving.
1: Okay, okay, cool. And we indicate to within two ten thousandths. You average a hair here is four hundredths. Wow. So we're indicating to a pr- really precise number. 0. .0002. Yes. Of an or inch. Or less
0: Okay, so someone brings in just an off-the-shelf model of something, and they want you to make it. They want you to make it competition
1: ready. How long does all that process take you to do? The actual machining doesn't take actu- all that long. Uh, okay. The machining itself takes a couple hours. Um, hmm. The wait time comes in just backlog for us being able to get to it and when we can get to it and so on and so forth. It
0: doesn't really seem like something you rush through.
1: No, absolutely not. It's, <laughs> it's something you got to make sure you get done the first time every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you buy barrel blank, um, it comes with just a hole. You don't have any of the threads. You don't have it chambered. Um, the muzzle's not threaded for your uh, suppressor or your muzzle brake or whatever you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all stuff that we have to do. And obviously that takes time to make sure it's done correctly the first time. Sure. Yeah, most times just set up. Yeah. Indicating and making <laughs> it sure it's true. <laughs> it really is. That's what takes the longest time. You can spend an hour indicating a 30-ounce machine
0: Okay. I, I, I got to ask, you know, you put all that work in. I mean, you know it's precise. You know you did it right. How many times has someone gone to a competition and, you know, clearly just not as been as good as they thought it did? Has anyone ever come back and been like, hey, that was because you guys didn't Make it precise enough. Like they tried to blame you for yeah. not winning a competition. So we actually had a, a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but we actually sure. have a guy
1: that we did a barrel for here recently. Uh, it was a 6 millimeter Dasher, which is a super popular cartridge in the PRS right now. Uh, we sent him a prefit; everything was great, but he couldn't get it to shoot quite as tight as he expected it to at 100 yards. At 100 yards, we typically expect one ragged hole with three to five shots. Uh, okay. He was getting groups a little bit bigger than that. And he kept kept working with it, working with it, working with it. And finally, he's like, man, I, I don't know what's going on with this, so I'm going to take it to a match tomorrow, and we're going to you know, see what happens. So he goes to the match, and he wins. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he sent us a message, yeah. and he was like, I guess I can't really complain about this too much now. <laughs> so, I guess I was having an off day. Yeah, I don't know it? what the deal was. But a couple <laughs> days later, he uh, he redid what's called load development, basically, where you tune the... the Cartridges that you're shooting to the rifle. I um, ended up getting it to work finally. It, it shot fantastic, and uh, the same gentleman actually went out and shot a match last week and won again. <laughs> so he yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, he's doing okay. Okay. <laughs> we get very. I think we've had in the hundreds. I'd uh, say so we've done probably close to 150, 200 barrels now. Something like that. Um, I think we've had two come back that didn't shoot, and one ended up being a bad barrel. That went back to the manufacturer. And the other one, we got it fixed and sent back to the customer and same it. So, so, I mean, that's definitely a little bit of an advertisement for your excellent customer service. Yeah. That and sounds like you were... A... Customer service is, is streamlined and is smooth. And obviously, excel in customer service as best we can.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially in... I mean, you guys seem like you're sort of almost in a word-of-mouth
1: industry as well, Pretty too. Much. Yes. yes. You know? And so, Gun- gunsmiths have a really bad... Uh, reputation of telling um, the client one thing like lead times for instance Uh, if you come to me and you say hey I want something built uh, gunsmiths are really bad just kind of have been throughout the industry's past about saying yeah I'll have it done in a month and then three months later they're actually done Uh, um, for instance my my very first build when I got I got it built as I was getting out of the military I was quoted uh, eight months it ended up taking Fourteen. Fourteen months. Wow. That's <laughs> bad. We try to keep our lead time below two weeks. Really? Which is insanely fast for this industry.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you guys seriously, that seriously a
2: competitive yeah, advantage know, a right there. Feedback, though. Yeah, really A lot of people just, like, I can't believe you got back that fast. Usually I just take that time, multiply it by three, and you'll yeah. be there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people do stay stuff like that, but we try to uh, make sure we can find what they need in stock, get it to us as fast as possible get it out the door. Okay. While maintaining, you know, the quality that we, we strive to get or produce.
0: Now, what I always, I always like to ask people because, you know, I love learning about the different bureaucracy behind things. Um, so what kind of licensing do you guys have to have in order to customize these weapons?
2: Uh, it depends on if you want to, well, you're going
0: to either have to have a, your type
2: 01 or your type 07, which is manufacturing. Your type 01 is your gunsmithing license. Okay. General so dealer. Yeah, you're, or dealer, and you can also sell firearms. Uh, the ATF laws get a little bit tricky, and depending on what you do and what you touch. Long story I mean, short, the laws yeah. were written in 1968.
1: Yeah. When they never expected anyone to be able to go out and buy a lathe and do this type of machining. Okay. Any, like in their garage or something. Huh. So the laws are kind of, I don't want to say they're irrelevant because they're not, but they're outdated. Right. And the ATF knows that, which yeah, is great. and they'll, they'll work with you and they're very pleasant to talk to them, they'll help you as best they can. They're actually very pleasant. Which is awesome. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Really pleasant. <laughs> whenever, whenever we have questions, they're always there I'm to answer super I'm super happy. To help us so it's, it's been great kind of uh, not really having too much of a clue when we started to becoming more and more educated as we go okay yeah, it's definitely a learning process yeah it's, it's just kind of learning. like anything else So you, you pay money for a license it's kind of like your driver's license you, you have to you don't have to take a test for the ATF but you have to apply for it uh, you pay the ATF for the licensing fee and then they do all their background checks and all that good stuff. And then they send you a license. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I,
0: like, I talked to one guy that has, like, a hand-rolled cigar business. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about how there were all these things where you would have to, you know, get the license from here. But you'd have to have, you know have to he, he already had to have a storefront before he even got his license in order to apply for it it was weird and everything i, I just didn't know if there was any sort of strange not, did anything take a long time or something it was all pretty smooth
1: not really for us um the things that really take a long time in the in the gun world are stuff like suppressors mm. where you apply for what's called a form four uh you buy the suppressor and then you have to send all this paperwork off and then you wait Basically you wait so long because there's a big backlog and the ATF only has so many people that can go through the paperwork. Um, for us, the the licensing process for our manufacturing license or a type 07 only took three months. Give or take? Uh yeah, A uh, minimum was five weeks or
2: two, three months.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it took us right around three months total to get our our 07 license. Prior to our 07 license, we had an 01 which is a, a dealer's license, which allows you to do certain of spending okay. under it, which is basically what we did. Um, and then we came to find out through the ATF that what we wanted to do in the future and what we're doing now, we had to change license types to get to a Note 7. Hmm. So now we can technically manufacture rifles. Oh, all right. It's it's very confusing when you dive into it. Yeah, sorry I
0: just kind of made you do that, but yeah. All, all good. So, what is, uh, you know, we know about your military background and everything. What is your background? How did you exactly get into this? What did you do before this? How about that?
2: Um, basically construction, but I've been shooting since I was seven. You know, my dad put a BB gun in my hand, and mm-hmm. that was a bad deal. So, I mean, <laughs> I've everything. Got expensive quick. Yeah, BB guns, airsoft guns, paintball guns, and then, you know, we just get shooting every once in a while, but I... Could never understand why I couldn't, you know, hit all the time. And all these guys were shooting these tight groups, these expensive. I didn't really understand it until I met Shane and then uh, shot his rifle. And I was like, I got to do this.
1: Let's yeah, it was kind of I'm funny. Doing. I remember the first time you came to the Rick's range when we went out there and you had your, your, uh, Remington 700. Yeah. <laughs> we were shooting at a thousand yards on a, a two foot by two foot plate, which is really big for what we do yeah um it might actually not sound that big at a thousand yards but it's big for what we consider uh precision rifle shooting um with his factory remington 700 he was struggling
2: 23 rounds it took a lot of
1: rounds to hit this (laughs) plate yeah and i think you it was either the first or second round you nailed it with my rifle which probably probably first yeah it's really fun when we take people out shooting that have no experience on precision rifles or, or, never, or shot, yeah. never shot actually I never shot my favorite is hunters taking hunters yeah. out to shoot because most hunters have, will not or refuse to shoot at anything over 200 yards typically there's very few hunters that are confident in shooting further than that whereas we'll take them out and put them on one of our rifles and go straight to four or five six hundred and then straight to a thousand wow
2: where they really have these issues where you know oh man I went out and I shot and Man, I miss the dairies. I don't know. Something's wrong with my scope. All yeah. oh, this yeah.
0: that. No, because I feel like that would be the first thing. I mean, if I were missing everything, I would kind of be like, oh, the, the scope or the wind or something. I mean, I don't really know anything. You know, I, I've gone out to fields and shot things with people. And my dad's got a. You know, my, my dad's my granddad's World War II gun or, and everything. So, you know, I, I have some experience with shooting, but I don't know anything about this. This yeah. is really fascinating to learn about. That's so. the one
2: thing that surprised me is he goes to the gun range and you get all these people and they're like, man, this thing was dead on the last time I shot and I pull out. And now I'm like a foot high and this. That doesn't happen. It was unbelievable. We took the whole gun apart, put it back together and went straight back to zero. Wow. I mean, that's how tight tolerance, all these, all these parts are so machine well if you miss it's definitely your fault <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're shooting one of our rifles it's definitely yes. definitely you no it's definitely they need not the arrow uh, that sounds like it should be like
0: a sub headline on your website <laughs> like when you shoot one of our rifles and you miss it's your fault yeah
1: <laughs> maybe we should put that in the uh, user agreement yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: you know um, something kind of stuck out in my mind whenever you were just kind of talking about different events and everything an automatic rifle shooting event that's here in Oklahoma yeah I've never even heard of this
1: I OFAST goes back several years Um, I actually don't know who organizes it but uh, it's a huge event here in Oklahoma for most of the class 3 and SOT type guys Uh, class 3 meaning you can manufacture have uh, fully automatic rifles okay um so OFAST basically is, like, I want to say four days or a weekend. I'm not even sure which. Uh, got too many things going through my head. But uh, a bunch of manufacturers show up and just shoot a ton. Yeah, I think you can also pay to shoot yeah. a lot of the weapons, like big giant 50 cals. And 50 cals, many guns, guns. AK-47s that are converted to full auto or 15
0: And just, like, like, I could walk up there and yeah. I can pay to... Okay. Oh. Oh, that's that's cheap, pretty cool. when is this <laughs> <laughs> oh I was expecting I expected it wouldn't be that cheap but when, when is this though June 22nd and 23rd I believe if oh, It's cool. the weekend what giant isolated piece of land do they have set aside for firing 50 cows it's
1: <laughs> up uh, northeast of Grand Lake you can mm-hmm. find more information at oh, the stuff did on Facebook Okay. There's, if you just google on full auto uh, shoot it'll pop right up Cool, cool. So, um, I mean,
0: yeah. So so I guess you had talked about some of those events that were coming up. Is there anything else that you guys... Do you
1: guys go to gun shows? We don't currently. Uh, I think that's one thing that we've, we've definitely talked about doing more often. Uh, we found that a lot of the gun shows have kind of the older era guns that a lot of people are, may not... The sort of collectibles, yeah. kind of almost. Yeah, it's, it's, we're not really in yeah, that. You don't see a whole lot of precision... Right. I mean, do, but they're not. So it's definitely something like we're this. talking about and looking at getting into more. Yeah. Um, you try it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to try it and just kind of see it's, what the reaction what is.
0: Um, it kind of seems like it'd be hard, you know. I mean, I'm sure you could figure something out, but just my first thoughts would be, I guess it might be kind of tough to just have that in a booth. Be like, we promise yeah. it gets better. Or it's, it's a lot better than yours kind of thing yeah. in, in the
1: booth. Our stuff mm-hmm. would be a lot more modern, I think, than most of the stuff uh, at okay. gun show. I guess gun shows would be a good way to put it. Not all gun shows. I'm not going to say that all gun shows just have old stuff. That's, sure, that's sure. It's not true, obviously. That's, that's, um, obviously. Off the shelf. You know? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of off the shelf type stuff. and I don't think most people would understand yeah. the right. difference between an off the shelf, Remington 700 or Savage or whatever, and a rifle like ours. It's not exactly your market. Yeah. Gun shows sort of like an open general public market. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. We could probably pick up a couple sales there, and sure. it might do very well. Who knows? Uh, but that's kind with honors, like you said. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's one reason why we're kind of—I don't, I don't want to say skeptical, but we're trying to choose the right events okay. to go to. Maybe this year. All right. Cool. Are there any? I mean, are there any you'd be willing to say that you're
0: thinking about? Yeah, Wanamaker for sure. Yeah, Wanamaker. Ah, Wanamaker. Of course,
1: sure, which is the biggest
0: one. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I go to that every year. I just walk around. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's so much to see. It's so much to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I guess I, you got any crazy range stories? Crazy range
1: stories, man. So my first, my first ever match that I shot, I went out and we were shooting, uh, let's see, it was out, out by Woodward, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma has its own uh, club. Called Oklahoma Practical Precision Shooters. Okay, find it on Facebook. Search Oklahoma Practical Precision Shooters. Okay, it pops right up. Um, it's filled with people from all over Oklahoma, and you wouldn't know that Oklahoma has some of the best precision shooters in the world. Yeah, and Texas. And in <clears> Texas, <throat> absolutely. But uh, we went out shooting match, freezing cold, and uh, we're shooting what's called a troop line. Basically, everybody lays prone on their belly, shooting different pieces of steel, different yardages. And the guy that shot before me shot, I think it was the second or third plate in the in the group of plates that you're supposed to shoot, and it was five or six hundred yards, and it was a uh, I want to say a twelve inch plate, and when he shot it, he hit the edge of it and it turned it sideways, and the plates that we shoot are three 8 inch thick, yeah. our five hundred super dense steel, and uh, two guys tried shooting it and couldn't hit it, so I was like you know it, I'll just take my take this and see what I can do and see if I can hit it, so during my run I. Shot first two at the first two and hit the, at the my first two rounds at the first plate, hit them both. Went to the next plate, shot two, hit them both, and then we were on the third plate where I only had three eighths of an inch of the target. Hit five hundred something yards. It was just silly, and then I smacked it the first time. <laughs> it was insane. Like, That's what I call advertising. Yeah. For your friend, piece of steel at five hundred yards. Man, five hundred plus yards. That's that is crazy. crazy. Oh, probably not. Absolutely not. That's crazy. crazy. What else have we done? We've done some. Let's see. So, we have a match that we host uh, that we're hosting this year and that we hosted last year as well. Uh, It's called Open Range Shooters Retreat. It's on September 14th and 15th of this year. Uh, Registration is currently open. You can find links to registration on our Facebook page, our Instagram. Uh, Our website also has it. I already come out and watch. It's in uh, Ramona. Yeah, it's in Ramona, Oklahoma, uh, 30 minutes north of Tulsa, 15, 20 minutes south of Barlesville. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll have steel out there to fifteen hundred plus yards. Um, we saw a guy last year shoot a two-two-three, so kind of like what your AR-15s would have—a little tiny two-two-three mm-hmm. bullet at fifteen hundred and five yards and go three for ten, which wow. is insane. It's, it's it's ballistically insane. Yeah, it'd be like shooting a twenty-two, like a twenty-two mm-hmm. long rifle, like five-six hundred yards. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> so that's crazy yeah that's a match that we're hosting um, it's a precision rifle series uh, uh, regional qualifier so basically if you you have to shoot one regional qualifier and uh, two other matches to qualify for the precision, precision rifle series finale we'll have a prize table of over I think we're sitting right around $60,000 on the prize table right now Dang. Uh, worth of prizes uh, we're going to do something really unique that hasn't been done before in the Precision Rifle Series. Uh, we'll have stage prizes instead of doing a prize table. So typically a Precision Rifle Series event, you would shoot for two days and then based on where you finished, you would walk a prize table and pick up whatever you want or whatever you used. Yeah. So obviously first, first place, place gets first pick. Yeah. Okay. And second yeah. place uh, Okay. So okay. usually the first, okay. usually the yeah, first yeah. guys
2: get all the good stuff. Yep. Okay. So but
1: now so we're going to flip that around. We've decided to try and find a way to help the guys that get first first place and the, the guys that finish really high typically don't need the gear that they win. They they're typically already developed shoes and have what they need. Sure. So our idea idea behind the prize table that we're doing is, is stage prizes. Twenty stages, twenty stage prizes. To win a stage you shoot the highest score in the fastest time. So we're also adding another element to the actual stages. Um, Previously, stages were times, but it was a timed event. Say you have uh, ten rounds to shoot, and you have two minutes to shoot them. Okay. Uh, for ours, it'll still be ten rounds to shoot, two minutes to shoot them, but we'll record any any times lower than two minutes.
0: So um. if someone gets
1: ten hits in ninety seconds, and they're the fastest person, they'll win the stage. Okay. Okay. So it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll uh, I think we'll see more of the the mid pack and higher mid pack shooters winning stages, whereas you know, just kind of like getting a few events here and
0: there kind of thing rather than
1: that makes sense. Okay. I like that. I like that.
0: Something different. Yeah. Gotta shake it. Gotta shake it up once in a while. Yeah. You gotta shake it up. See what happens. That's cool. Well, I mean, is there anything else you guys would like to promote that you're doing? I mean, it sounds like that a lot of what you do is based in events too. So
1: a lot of it is. I, I definitely agree there. Um, Otherwise, I'd just say if if you are interested in one of our rifles or you want to get behind one of these rifles and and really see for yourself how accurate and precise they are, uh, our motto is the paradigm of precision. If you don't know what paradigm means, it means the standard of. Sure. uh, Where the standard of precision is kind of like our tagline, I guess you could say. But if you want to get behind one of these rifles and see what they're all about, definitely shoot us a message. Give us a call. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, our website. Also, as a contact us form. Uh, our website is paradigmgunworks.com. Gunworks, G-U-N-W-O-R-X. Is that the same for your Instagram, Facebook? That's yes, the same, all, that. yeah. all
0: right. Well, if you got nothing else to promote, That's then it. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you,
1: gentlemen. You too, I really too. appreciate it. Yeah, this is fun.
0: And that does it for that interview. Once again, they are Paradigm Gunworks. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, you can find the Tulsa Lately Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as the various podcasting platforms that I am distributing myself on, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, I don't know, there's a bunch of, it's a distributor, and there's a bunch, they're on all of them, all the major ones that matter, you can find me, so. This episode's coming a little late because I had tried to, you know, do some audio work and magic trying to make it sound better, and, you know, I did what I could, you heard it, but. So I already actually have an interview in my back pocket that I've already done with... If if any of you remember, I did an episode, or if you've gone back and listened to the older episodes, as I have suggested so strongly, I, di- I talked to the founder of the Mother Road Market, which serves as kind of an incubator for up-and-coming restaurants in Tulsa. Well, I had the fortune of speaking with one of their latest rising stars. Mama is what the place is called. And they... Oh mama, they make some amazing jerk chicken. It is an Afro-Caribbean fusion restaurant started by two sisters. I, I, I had the fortune of speaking with one of them. She's so cool, an amazing person to talk to and in interview, but also cooks a mean jerk chicken. Like I said, oh my word. So I'm very excited for you all to hear about that. And yeah, so I guess that's it. But all that being said, Tulsa and surrounding areas, I'll see y'all around.